This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Zephyr CMS. It's a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. You can find them at ZephyrCMS.com. More about this later in the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Robert Glazer. He's the founder and CEO of the Global Performance Marketing Agency, Acceleration Partners. He's a speaker and author of the best-selling book, Elevate. Also produces the Elevate podcast, which some of you may have heard I was on uh, recently. And we're going to talk about his newest book called Friday Forward, Inspiration and Motivation to End Your Week Stronger Than It Started. The book comes out September 1st of 2020, depending upon when you're listening to this show. So welcome back. Thanks for having me back, John. So 52 weeks, it's a kind of a weekly thing. And yeah. uh, so tell me a little bit about, um, I, I know uh, from reading, of course, but listeners may not, that it's it's kind of curated from your weekly newsletter. So tell me a little bit about that process. Uh, yeah, the book's a little, actually a bit of a prequel, um, the, the, the way it worked out. So Friday Ford was a note that I started to my team of 40 about five years ago, uh, just uh, about something they could do each week, get better, a story that was sort of inspirational or, or motivational. And it just it started getting shared. Long story short, it started getting shared outside of our company and pretty soon was across 50, 60 countries with 100,000 plus people each week. I went to write a compilation book. I talked to a bunch of agents. This was three three years ago, four years ago. And they all said, yeah, lo- like the writing, like the stories, but no one wants a compilation book. And <laughs> Uh, you know, I heard that several things that one agent said, you know, I think you actually have a story here. Like, what's the story? As a first time book, it's hard to write a compilation book. So I, I actually went back and and the thought process of like, why had my life changed? Why were Friday Fords having impact on people I had never met before? What did I what? How are we growing people within an organization? It sort of all came back to these same four principles of building capacity, which became the premise of, of my book, Elevate, which came out last year, which was sort of about capacity building and how to do it. But then when I was talking with my my new publisher and I was saying, you know, I had written this book, they're like, and I said, you know, all the stories align to the capacity building aspects of Elevate. So Elevate's sort of the how-to book and this is the the stories. And they're like, this is great. So timing's everything. Because also I had a much bigger platform. And sure. and so I, I actually got to then write the book that I wanted to <laughs> to write. And, and I, I think the stories are helpful. I think, you know, you, you can know the framework, but sometimes I, I do think the stories are, are, are helpful to want to make changes. Well, as you know, I, I've written a book that's, that's short, you know, yeah. I, I broke mine up in 366 days. And I will say that just in, in, you know, the feedback I've gotten that there seems to be kind of a hunger for this little short bite size. Give me some inspiration. Give me a lesson as opposed to, you know, Oh, I've got to slog through this book, you know, to get, kind of the nugget out of it. I mean, did yeah. that, are you getting that feedback or do you get that sense from, I, from I, the inspiration? I do. I, I keep it the same thing. Also, two years ago when I was trying to sell the audiobook for Elevate, everyone said it was too short. And then I just sold all the audiobooks a couple of months ago and they said new now short form audio is like the hot <laughs> thing. Like before they want me to add to it. So it's interesting. I, I think our time, look, because of podcasts and all this stuff are are our, our time, you know, our, our is coming down sort of attention span. And it's interesting, my publisher, Sourcebooks, I mean, the Ignite Reads line and Simple Truths line was was designed to sort of, again, if you think of it as a marketer, was sort of break the paradigm. Like, 
average nonfiction book, you know, $27, 300 pages. What's the biggest criticism of most nonfiction books is that they're, they're repetitive, right? It's a, that most people have the manuscript and they just add 40% to it. So they, they said, look, let's go out with nice hardcover books that are, can be read in a little over an hour that are 150 pages and that are half the price. And they just changed the whole equation and people like it. It's, it's rather, I mean, I'm, you probably have this. I have eight unfinished books on my nightstand. Like I like, I think people feel accomplished to pick up something, <laughs> read it and yeah. be done with it. Yeah. I'm actually, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm under contract for a book right now. And, and that was the same conversation. We had the same yeah. conversation. My, instead of, I don't want 78,000 words. I want, you know, 42,000 words. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. Cause I, I agree. I mean, there are many, many books that, Gosh, you know, sometimes in the introduction, they make the point. Yeah, <laughs> or they tell you about the points they're going to make for two chapters. Those are my least favorite books. Here's what I'm going. Here's the brilliant, brilliant advice I'm going to give you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now, um, you this came as you said from your your weekly musings or 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 inspiration. Um, so I think uh, last I looked, you were up over 250 of those. So yeah. how did you how did you cull out the 50 best? Once. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably a little, it's funny. If you, if you look at the, in the marketing world, you do something forever and then you have the hockey stick towards the end, right? The compounding effect. So it's kind of like music, like the best songs you write maybe before you're like discovered. Uh, so, so I figured most people had not seen most of these or were going to find them. But what I did was I went back to the comments. So when a Friday forward sort of resonates, I'll get a hundred emails back in a week and different comments and stuff. So I, I went back and looked sort of from the feedback and the sharing and which were the ones that really resonated most around the certain topics. And so I was able to use sort of the audience feedback to, to help curate that. Yeah. And that, that, that I so missed the days when I, you know, it's, I was, I wrote my first book in 2007 and uh, I had been blogging for about four years then. And I mean, you know, I, we, I had blog comments or blog posts that would get hundreds of comments. Yeah. Um, and that was just so amazing because it was like, yeah, that one worked or that one. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was really like testing out your stuff, you yeah. know, all times. And I think you're, I think in a lot of ways you've discovered that because I'm sure that is what happens, you know, immediately start getting those replies. And you're like, okay, that's yeah, and I don't, I, I can't tell sometimes. Like sometimes it's controversial. I know it's going to hit a chord, but sometimes I think like it wasn't my best, and it really hit a chord with people. Whether the timeline, it's ve- been very hard for me to predict which ones will land and not not land. And I think that that's part of the fun. So, because you've been doing this for a while now, um, this is a two part question with sort of the same thought. Um, what are the lessons that you've learned personally? Yeah, this, but then what are the lessons that, that that you really are trying to impart in this book? So I know that's two very different questions tied together. Like, yeah, yeah so I guess the lessons that I have learned is I think that just the biggest Friday Ford is a habit in itself. It's sort of a keystone habit for me that just became, you know, I I think over the weekend, I draft on Monday. Like, there's no reminders necessary. Just in terms of like almost like building a positive habit that sort of just pays it forward and. And, and, and only focus is how to sort of add value for others. Um, you know, the, the, the meaning and, and what I would love out of the book, and I think it's more relevant than ever right now, is just a platform of positivity. And I don't mean that in rainbows and unicorns, but the whole notion of capacity building and elevating and sort of what Friday for it is, is trying to lift people up, right? People I don't know, all this stuff. We are living in a world where people are using so much of their energy, just tearing people 
down all day on social media and otherwise. And, and we can use that energy and create sort of vicious circles, or, or I think we can create vicarious circles. So I think now more than ever, it's, it's just the aspect of reaching out to other people, encouraging them to be better, trying to get them to do better and, and, and move away from, I, I think, where, we, where we've gotten with, with how we communicate with others. So, so how about the lessons that you want somebody else to take from this? Yeah. yeah, the 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 lessons um, that I think, I, I, yeah, I mean, the lessons are really about. I, I I believe firmly in the spiritual, intellectual, physical, emotional capacity. I think the the lessons are really in hearing the stories in each of those things from a lot of some famous people uh, and some unfamous people. I think one one of the key uh, lessons that goes kind of throughout it is, you know the demystifying the overnight success and the perseverance and kind of like it, you know, locking in on what you want and staying with it. And, and I always tell everyone, one of my favorite podcasts is um, how I built this podcast, which is great. But one of the things I like about it is hearing that, you know, you always hear about the company and just sound like this overnight success. And you hear about the dark, dreary, almost failure days. And Everyone has those moments. I think the difference is the people who just keep keep marching through it and, and and don't. So I think a lot of these stories, you know, Friday for it, I would say it is not chicken soup for the soul. It's kind of spicy chicken soup for the soul. Like it's not that some of the stories are meant to make you a little uncomfortable or push you a reflexive question. So and I think really, if, I, I hope people think more about what it is they really want and how they can go get it. Don't you find, though, a lot of times, you know, you see that overnight success. I, I, I'll use an example everybody might be familiar with. I've always loved Patagonia. I mean, I really like the company. I yeah. love the stuff they make. Um, I, I read um, Chenard's uh, book, Let My People Go Fishing or Surfing. And uh, I, I mean, it's just now I just like immensely love the company. You know, because yeah. the, when you hear the story, you hear the real struggles, you hear, you know, what they overcame and how they goofed up. Um, you know, it just, it makes you just, it just makes it, it makes it so much human, more human, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I, I love hearing those stories. And I, I think, I think the other alternative narrative is told to make ourselves feel better. Like, oh, John was just super lucky. He started this. <laughs> I don't think it's in the book. I have a story about it. Maybe, maybe but but uh, around Waze. So I went to see the founder of Waze speak. And I remember hearing, Waze started it in 12 months. It sold to Google for $4 billion. And done, and you're just like, those lucky sons of, you know. And his story was like not even close. It was 10 years of struggle two near bankruptcies, like selling 80% of the company to survive. And, and he just passionately liked to solve transportation problems. And I, I, right, I, you hear those stories and it just, it humanizes it and makes you realize the difference between, I mean, one of my favorite, I think I heard on the, how, how I built this was the Peloton guys. And, and when the prototype bike came, it was like 40% too big and, <laughs> and they only had this one shot. So they went and found this like six foot seven female model to like, you know, to go on it just so it could try to look like proportional. I mean, that's stuff happens to everyone, right? That the people who say, Oh, woe is me. Our prototype is wrong. Or they go find the six foot seven model and fake it till they make it. You know, today content is everything. So our websites are really content management systems, but they've got to work like one. Check out Zephyr. It is a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only 
to agencies. It's really easy to use. It's very fast. It uh, won't mess with your SEO. I mean, it really reduces the time and effort to, to launch uh, your client's websites. Beautiful themes, just really fast, profitable way to go. They include an agency services to really kind of make uh, them your plug and play dev shop. Check out Zephyr.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-C-M-S.com. So, so with this, you know, a lot of books are structured in a way that's like, there's a through line chapter one yeah. and you get this and then you go to this and then you build on that. Uh, but this is a book in some ways, a collection. It's like short stories. I mean, it, yeah. uh, you know, how do you, one of the questions I'm sure you will get at some point is somebody will say, how should I read this? You know, yeah, it's a, it, 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 it's a great question. Yeah. People might, if they've read Elevate, they may sort of overlap and if they're working on an area see the the connection I, I i think a lot of people i'd love to see people read it as part of a morning routine you know i think one of the things around the morning is get up write read something positive i did i didn't love the just positive quote books it didn't do in the morning so i read different stuff i think it's the perfect five minute story if you want to read one or two in the morning uh and and look, the repetition is helpful on some of these things if you if you go back to them. But but they're thematic, so you could you could jump around or you could stay within one of the one of the themes, depending on if you're working on sort of your physical health or your kind of goal setting or wherever wherever you're focused on. Did you have to fight the urge to rewrite some of these? Yeah, you know, uh, I just the only I, I I had to shorten a little bit and just clean them up from a historical reference standpoint sometimes if I was saying like this week or something like that, but I really didn't change them. Um, I heard Tim Ferriss talk about this years ago about stepping on the ant off the path and why he never went back and changed uh, the four hour work week because it's sort of, and I actually had the same issue with another one of my books, Performance Partnerships. I went back to look to rewrite it and I realized it would change all the context from knowing what, 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 what we know now. So yeah, I really just kind of cleaned them up uh, and, and there were some, you know, spacing issues, but left the, the basic stories intact. So I didn't step on the grasshopper and whatever it is or change, change the path. <laughs> so do you, do you have a sense right now, obviously the work you do is universally needed and, um, and, you know, we'll, will never go away uh, the yeah. for it. But do you feel that 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 particularly in a leadership role, people are just really scrambling to reimagine what that looks like right now? Um, given, you know, what's what's going on, given that the I think there are going to be dramatic changes in industries, dramatic changes in how we go to work. I mean, is that um, is that creating a need for what you do, you know, with with not just this book, but acceleration partners in general? Yeah, I, look, I think everyone is at a time of reexamination. You know, we're working with clients who are rethinking how they're going to market and where they're going to go and otherwise. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of these stories, especially the the spiritual and intellectual ones, will really hit home to look. People are either going to say this is a time where they realize they wanted to change their path, or going to they're, they're going to be thrown off the path that they were on. Right. And, and I actually think that's going to be a huge blessing for some people. Sure. I mean, I'm sure. You know, like I know all these people who told you they were miserable in their job for a year and they hated it, but they were in their 40s and they were making good money. And then suddenly that job went away and they went and did what they knew they always really wanted to to do. So a lot of people get comfortable. But then I think I, I think there's a lot of the stories in this book will help you do the hard work of figuring out 
who you are, what you want, and how you want to go get it. Yeah, you know, I think there's so many people that the fear of unknown. Yeah, sure, I want to go do that, but what if? Um, you know, and I I do think that 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 sort of comfortable leads to maybe mediocrity, <laughs> and yeah. and I think that there's there's definitely been I've seen a huge uptick in people saying now's the time. Um, yeah. and, and I, and I agree with you. No opportunity cost in yeah. some cases. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, um, it's really tempting to say that's a positive of this and, and it is, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's tragic sometimes that we have to yeah. get knocked in the head in order to do the right thing. No, it's, it, look, we are very often unwilling to give up good or fair for the potential of great, right? I, I think the more it gets to fair or poor, we're willing to try for great, but like it, it's hard to give up okay yeah. for, for potentially a, a great. And so the, the further that gap becomes, the more that we're willing to to, to, to take the leap. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So where do you draw, what are some of the places you draw your inspiration from? Obviously, if you've got this pattern down of writing, you know, you you know, maybe you go out and you do a run and that's where you get your idea. Yeah. I mean, where, where do you, um, you know, where do you fit, not just the ideas, but just, just the things that, that informs the ideas. Yeah. I think it's a self-fulfilling thing now where I just have some antenna up, yeah. you know, even my soccer team will joke around after a comeback on the weekend. Oh, we're going to be in a Friday forward <laughs> you know, so yeah, on perseverance. So I, 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 yeah, I listen to a lot of things. I read things. I look for things that intersect. Often actually I have a, like a one note of a bunch of themes or ideas that I had for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then something happens that week. That's like the perfect real world connection. Yeah. The formula seems to be like real world thing plus anecdote, you know, plus quote. Um, so I, I, there'll be, there'll be ones I've had on there for like months and then suddenly like something happens. So some of the, it, it's like primed in the back of my head, but then I'll, I'll, I'll pull the story out. Um, I mean, my, my one next week is a perfect example of that. I, I've, you know, fascinated at introvert and extrovert stuff. And then I heard an interview with a guy talking about from a leadership standpoint, how introverts need to be more extroverted and how extroverts need to be more introverted. You probably can't be like all one or the other and lead successfully. So it was just an interesting, you know, podcast that brought it together. So that made me think about that, that concept. Do you find yourself looking for stories that fit um, narratives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because so many people, that's, that's the thing that connects them emotionally. You know, you can make the point all you want and then, yeah. and then they hear a great story and they're like, Oh, I mean, is that, is that a, is that a natural part for you or is that a hard part for you? I think the stories I've noticed the stories are really important and they, because they also allow people to see themselves in right. the stories. Right. And, and it's like a poem. Everyone has a little different interpretation or sees it in a different way, even than it was intended. Um, so I, I find the stories powerful. So again, I hate to keep referencing my book, but it's just so applicable because I got so many of these same questions. Um, yeah. So, so the dumbest question that I got all the time. So I'm going to ask you, yeah, uh, which is your favorite? Uh, yeah, it's like it's like your kids. Um, I, I'll tell you, there's a theme that's my favorite, and it ties to like the ways one I told you. Uh, it's very hard to to pick, but, but there's one that I like about sort of the story of Ed Sheeran and, and it, it, it really, same thing, demystifying the myth of the overnight success. And obviously look at a guy like Ed Sheeran, just incredible talent, right? One in a million talent, but man, he struggled for like ever. I mean, he left his house at 15. He played like 500 shows, like made himself homeless in London, like 
went to LA on a one-way ticket, couch surfed, like yeah. it, it, so it's not the talent, right? There are lots of singers out there, but yeah. you but I think in that story you see some of the themes of other people in terms of just their clarity of vision, they're willing to stay with it. He had pre-named all of his albums before he even got famous, like what the sequence was going to be. And I think that's the difference between, you know, the Ed Sheeran who made it and the the guy who's probably equally as talented who's, you know, doing covers, who's a banker and doing covers on the weekend uh, in, 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 in his town. Um, because just if you were just going by talent, like it should have been pretty easy for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm I'm a big music fan, and you'll go to like a music festival or something, and you'll see these people playing on the street corners, and you're like, "How is that person not famous?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what, "What's?" The, and then you see some people, you know, at, at a Grammy Awards playing, you know, barely playing three chords on a guitar, and you're like, "How? How?" His dad actually told him. What, I think the quote uh, I used in that was, "His dad told him not to have a Plan B because then Plan A had to work," and I thought that was interesting advice. Yeah, yeah, tough. Tough advice leads to like yeah. lead, leads to not the normal family advice. You know, I think I think actually the normal familial fatherly advice would be have a plan B, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's probably a lot of parents, uh, myself included, hob- hobble their children by trying to make them normal. Yeah. <laughs> so so great. So so Robert, so uh, awesome to catch up with you again. Friday forward, inspiration and motivation to end your week stronger. Actually. I'm going to stop right there. I should have asked you this question. Yeah. To explain the end of the week stronger than it started. Yeah. You know, I think Mondays were kind of diving in and and people ask why Friday. I I just thought Friday was a pretty good reflexive time heading into the weekend, thinking about, you know, what we could do to be better. If if I did that on Monday, I know some you can do Monday, but I I feel like Monday you're kind of like, running in the grinder, it's, it, it, it's hard to get perspective. I thought Friday was a better time to sort of just be thinking about the weekend and, and, and start, you know, thinking about the other stuff that you can do. It, it just hit me that that felt a little counterintuitive because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I need to, I need to get start tomorrow the week off, right? Monday. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, there's a little chicken and egg argument, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think this is like, how, how, maybe it then helps you start the next week better. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe, you know, let you go into what's supposed to be relaxed time in a better mindset, right. which I think is probably a healthy way to start uh, start Monday off the next week. So uh, where can people find out more about your work and, of course, Friday Forward? Yeah, I mean, they can learn about uh, everything I do at robertglazer.com, G-L-A-Z-E-R.com. You can sign up for Friday Forward there, too. And and, the, and you can find the book there, or it's at www.fridayforwardbook.com. Awesome. Robert, great catching up with you again, and hopefully we'll run into you Someday when we all get back out there on the road. Thanks. Thanks so much.